everyone. Welcome to the Least Woke Man in America podcast, one of the most humorous, enlightening political podcasts you will find anywhere. Where we love America, we revere America, we understand America, we appreciate America, while at the same time fighting against Praghelia, the meatless, gunless, godless, crime-ridden, abortion-filled hellhole the far left wants to create in the United States of America. And I often say we have many Praghelias in America. San Francisco, Chicago, L.A., Philadelphia, parts of New York City, where we can see the fruits of the far left. You know, philosophies create behaviors and laws. Well, I should say philosophies create policies and laws which create behaviors, which create a culture which bear fruit. There is absolutely no denying that. The nice thing, while we are, for the time being, in a free society with access to lots of information and lots of books and lots of history, we can see the fruits of certain philosophies, certain behaviors, not just in our own country, but around the world. We can see how it varies between states, between cities, between counties. And why can't we use our human intelligence, our innate human intelligence? It's, this doesn't require a 140 IQ score. We're, we're not, we don't need to be Albert Einstein to see how certain philosophies, certain views of reality, certain value systems lead to certain outcomes. This A lot of this is nuts and bolts, common sense stuff. Now, one of the many Praghelias seems to be so much worse than the others, which is, is really inconceivable if you look how bad Chicago is. But San Francisco is clearly leading to the race to be the greatest hell on earth in the United States of America, especially for good people. That's what we forget in all this. You know, a lot of times conservative right-wing people, uh, we get a sense of hubris and self-righteousness looking at these left-wing dumps and say, you know, ha, 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 we told you so. And some of that might be deserved. But don't forget, there are good people buried within this. And I know the instant idea comes to your mind is, well, why don't they just move it? Some of us know it's not always that easy. So within this, there are good people trapped in these left-wing hells. And, I mean, you can take it to a whole new level because, I mean, really it's the same philosophies as far as lack of freedom uh, to North Korea, to Cuba, where literally people drowned trying to get to Florida from Cuba, of course, even though, like many of you, I had college professors that adored Cuba, adored Fidel Castro. Actually, I was just, not just a little side tangent, I was watching this Fog of War with Robert McNamara. Great, it's a great, it's worth running, put it that way, if you like history. Uh, it's an interview of Robert McNamara, U.S. Secretary of Defense during Vietnam, and he talks about uh, you know different things he was involved in besides just Vietnam. One of them was the Cuban Missile Crisis, and you find out out of everyone involved, Kennedy, Khrushchev, and the Soviets, Castro was by far the craziest. He was the one trying to get Khrushchev to press the button to blow up the United States. This is a guy who the left secretly adored for decades, just, just to tell you the part number of the type of people you deal with. And again, I'm not talking about blocking and tackling labor Democrats, people who are slightly social conservative, Reagan Democrats, pro-union, uh, you know, just didn't want to be taken advantage, but had a sense of decency, appreciation for America, appreciation for law and order, reverence for this country. I'm not talking about that, those Democrats. I'm talking about the 1960s America-hating 
capitalist despising radicals. And we see the fruits of their behavior everywhere. So I want to quote this Fox News article. And really, there's no limit. There is no limit if you go on Google. And it doesn't even have to find stories of the bedlam taking place in San Francisco. You can go on social media. You can go on TikTok. You can go on Twitter, of course, and see all types of things that people post. And you can go on even left-wing news sources or have articles even though they do that, do it reluctantly, they publish articles about how bad San Francisco is. But there's some things in particular just incredible where in this article it says, crime in San Francisco is so out of control that employees at the federal building are being told to stay home. Um, this is by Lawrence Richard, Fox, foxnews.com, August 15th. Where are some other, uh, some other quotes in this article? Uh, in recent months, San Francisco decline has reached a point of total collapse. Whole Foods, Nordstrom, T-Mobile, Saks, and Anthropology all announced their departure because of crime. Uh, Kelly Kylie added, uh, Republican rep in California. In California, uh, yeah, I don't know if it mentioned. I don't think it mentioned this article, but a, a shopping mall, a huge shopping mall, literally gave their keys back to the bank and said, "We are not paying the mortgage. You can go in foreclosure. Do whatever you got to do." This mall is not worth owning. The vacancy rate is so high, and the reason the vacancy rate is so high, the tenants have pulled out because of crime, and God only knows what else. Uh, homicides are up 20.7%. Vehicle thefts are up 14%. Uh, so there's just no limit. Now, a recent uh, survey of Bay Area Rapid Transit, it's called BART, say 53% of residents know someone who has been a victim of a crime on BART. Again, these are innocent people, so we, rather than taking a path of self-righteousness, we should be concerned here. Um, so it's a mess. It's an absolute hell on earth. Praghelia creates hell on earth. There's no, there's no escaping that reality. That's what Praghelia does. Praghelia was created. The mini Praghelias. Again, the fruits are real. The philosophies are real. The philosophies go back to traditional America, Christian America, uh, giving it a middle finger, thinking it was the problem. It was full of misogynists and sexist and racist. So in the 1960s, and that's what's so amazing about this Haight-Ashbury Street, the hippie movement, I mean the creme de la creme came from San Francisco. And now the fruits have come to fruition. One thing that kills me is the homeless camps. Um, you know, there is the health hazard from homeless camps. It's just incredible. Think about it. You have a bunch of people. No hygiene. No health care. Uh, don't take care of themselves. Don't. I saw one picture of some guy with a big gash on his leg. All having all types of sex, doing drugs. The it's like an incubator. It's like a petri dish for disease because you have people sickly with weak immune systems all right on top of each other. Um, but nothing is said about that. Now at the peak of COVID, if you and I say we don't want to wear a mask, or we question masks, we question the vaccines, we question certain policies. Oh my God! Especially in the blue states, you just you felt like maybe you're going to get a knock at your door with a white van showing up. So, but they can promote homeless. It's some of these homeless camps are huge. I mean, they're incomprehensible. Hundreds, some thousands of people. Again, no hygiene, terrible health, all types of addiction problems, all types of sex, right on top of each other. So. You know, it's just hell on earth. And, and I was telling someone the other day, you know, in, the, in biblical times, there was prophets to warn people of what would happen 
if they rejected God, God's will, what the repercussions would be. I said, we don't need prophets anymore. We have San Francisco to show us. And of course, the mini Prochelias to show us exactly what happens when you give everything that's right and normal the middle finger. And there's such a, an important lesson to be learned from this. And that is this. This weak, shallow, empty Hollywood form of progressive quote-unquote love that we have had shoved down our throats in this country for decades now where you're loving to create government programs that break down marriage and promote laziness and promote people having more children when they can't already take care of the ones they have that's loving to um, coddle criminals the worst element society while mocking working-class people, especially if they're white. And talking about how stupid they are, and mocking the middle-class father, well, it's Family Guy, The Simpsons, etc. That's, you're the loving one if you destabilize your traditional family but coddle criminals. You're the loving one if you enable uh, children, elementary school children, to permanently change their genitals permanently or change their hormones and do hormone therapies that could lead to cancer without even their parents knowing about it or agreeing to it. That makes you the loving one. So the list goes on. Late-term abortion, that makes you the loving one. Undoc un just unlimited, undocumented immigrants. We don't know who they are, why they're here. I'm a big supporter of immigrants generally, but as far as the way we go about it is a national disgrace. $900 billion federal budget. We don't even know who comes to our border. It's a joke. Anybody with common sense and a respect for just orderliness. It's a joke. And, and, and they hate orderliness. They love chaos. Bad people love chaos. They hate uh, orderliness. I mean, it's satanic because the chaos is the devil's playground. And that's what you see in San Francisco. It's a great place for bad people. And the other lesson to be learned in this is, and we're going to talk about this a lot, not in this podcast, but in the future, you know, there's different types of freedom. There's economic freedom, there's political freedom, there's spiritual freedom. Oh boy, there's a loaded word, right? Spiritual. Economic freedom. The freedom to buy and sell and own property. Now, you can have economic freedom without political freedom, as we see in like countries like China. Not much political freedom, but China really isn't a... Far, is now far from a pure communist country. Remember, in pure communism, nobody owns anything. Really. I mean, North Korea and Cuba are probably the only countries left with close to just real communism. Even that's not real communism. I mean, the only real communists exist in the world is probably like, you know, former hippie half-bakes who live in small communes in the United States and Montana or whatever. You know, work and share. You know, left-wingers love to lecture on how they love to share <laughs> um, so uh, so there's you can have economic freedom is what I'm saying without political freedom now, now say like the Scandinavian countries you can make the case they have less economic freedom because the taxes are so high because you know when you as you increase taxes you reduce economic freedom because in, in, in essence you're, you're taking more money from people in these the government whatever government it is county government state government you name it is deciding how that money is going to be spent. So you can make the case there's more 
uh, less economic freedom, even in some European countries than maybe China, but there's more political freedom because you actually have elections that are less corrupt. You know what I mean? Uh, it's less authoritarian. And then there's spiritual freedom. Like I said, oh, that's a loaded word. What does that mean? Freedom from sin? Freedom from ego? Freedom from worldly attachments? Freedom from religious works? So there's all different types of freedoms, but you can make a case in what is going on in San Francisco. And trust me, this is not the first time me saying this right now on this podcast. This case has been made. Is that freedom, spiritual freedom, is the most important. Not just collectively as far as the freedom to have a religion, but freedom from addiction and worldliness and just putting God and common sense at the center. Because clearly San Francisco and the people who have created the laws there and have run the city for decades now come from a very humanistic a very humanistic philosophy which has bared fruit and a humanistic philosophy regardless of what story they tell themselves as far as well we're the ones who are actually free because religions for morons and blah 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 you still become a captive you're not free with a humanistic philosophy and there's no limit once you go down that route since ultimately you're rejecting the truth you're putting human beings and their pride at the center and there's really no limit to the foolishness that could take place it's Babylon all over again when people have that type of philosophy like it or hate it and I know some of you are libertarian some of you are agnostic but I think a lot of people like that lean libertarian agnostic have respect for what I'm saying I, I really believe that they might not be Christians they might not be Jews they might not be practicing a religion but they understand have an appreciation for some type of higher power that human beings are not the end-all be-all and really a lot of, again a lot of this started in the 1960s you got a bunch of spoiled brats think they had the answer all life's problems I mean their their parents are ones that pretty much built this existing modernity that we live in right now like I said we sit on their shoulders most of them are either dead or dying in nursing homes in their 90s etc but this 60s baby boomer joke thing we're gonna be cleaning up that mess for decades so um, I think that's an important point. It's uh, as I mentioned before to people close to me. There's a cycle called the uh, Andrew Tittleson. I think the name is cycle. It, but the, the essence is uh, cultures have cycles, and it goes back to the old idea that um, uh, you know strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Well, that's San Francisco. Excuse me, I think I have the Tittleson cycle is a little bit different. That's where uh, people realize they can, you know, bankrupt the treasury, uh, use the treasury and politics as a way to take from one group, take from the minority. So that's a different story. But the idea is that, you know, you have one generation that has courage. They break through the bondage, like our founding fathers, who the left hates. And, you know, then as freedom exists, and you can see this in the Roman and Greek cultures, like Mark, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, he has a great video on YouTube, he talks about that. Because it's a free culture, individual freedom flourishes, especially if that culture reveres education, 
and inventiveness, uh, innovation, excuse me, and then all types of great, you know, wealth is produced, even the uh, cultures, surrounding cultures want to buy your products, kind of like with us. That creates a lot of wealth, which, of course, though, wealth can come with a curse. And the root of all of it is you have to have a certain type of people with a certain type of character, with a certain type of value system, with a certain type of spiritual and psychological maturity for freedom to exist in the first place and to even be in the realm of possibilities. Because, again, if you have a group of people where every, you know, if you have a hypothetical town, you have a thousand people. Out of that thousand, 500 are either addicted to drugs, addicted to gambling, addicted to pornography, uh, have kids that they, you know, won't raise on their own or take responsibility for, or are just abject criminals, or refuse to work and have no problem living off other people. Well, eventually the whole thing collapses on itself. It just doesn't work. And you can have all the flags up and, you know, talk about how your granddaddy served in World War II and you love America and have a MAGA hat on. If the character is not there and it's just a complete lifeless blob, you can forget about freedom. And see, that's the sad part is the culture becomes more humanistic as you know, certain elements of our culture, our country, our history that used to be taught in school that were considered sacrosanct, as that dissolves at warp speed, that's what you lose in this. I guess what freedom is not an entitlement. I guess what I'm saying throughout human history, freedom is not an entitlement. We are not entitled to it. If anything, the default status of human beings has been slavery, both spiritual slavery as far as addiction and all types of things, and physical slavery. And if it, even though it's not like someone owning another person as far as authoritarian regimes and kings and queens, etc. Uh, so freedom is a privilege, but only a certain types of people with a certain type of operating system. You know, like there's Apple and there's uh, Microsoft's Apple operating system, Windows. You have to have a certain type of operating system among a group of people for freedom to work in the first place. So when you give decency, law and order, godliness, the middle finger, don't cry when freedom collapses, when it's hell on earth. Ungodly people will create hell on earth. Hell is the absence of God. So in San Francisco, and going back 50 years, you had ungodly people who don't... You know, it's one thing to say, uh, in, in, I talk about the Christian clipboard, that makes a lot of people laugh, where for whatever reason, the left has taken upon themselves, and even there's certain liberal Christians who run around with a clipboard, keeping track of whether or not, even though they don't believe in Christianity, they take it upon themselves to run around to keep track of whether or not Christians are being Christian enough. But they're not self-righteous. Now you can make the case nothing is more self-righteous than someone who thinks a religion is beneath them, yet they are the ones keeping track of someone as being religious enough. That is, you could make the case, that is like the epitome, that is the mountaintop of self-righteousness, but we won't get into that. But many people at least have the humility to point their compass north, even if they are going to fall sometimes hourly. What the left, what the humanistic, far progressive left is, is we're going to point the compass wherever we want to, usually towards us, 
Because we are so much damn smarter than everyone else. And when it doesn't go right, oh well, we're still the smart ones. We'll just get it more right the next time. It's like the memes you see on social media about communism and socialism. Oh, yeah. oh you just I can't think of any of the top of my half. There's some hilarious ones as far as we'll just get it right next time. Cap There's no way this capitals and democracy stuff works as we sit here in the wealthiest country in the history of mankind. The free, but there's no way that works. You know, in a country where homeless people are fat, where people on welfare live with central air have food delivered to them by grocery stores to their house, go into doctor's offices, have modern medical treatments with no copay. But no, this capitalism democracy that does not work. It's outrageous. We're going to we're going to crush it. We're going to set up a good smart system because we're the smart people and there's a membrane of arrogance where even if it doesn't work and it leads to abject suffering and hell on earth, oh well, we'll just get it right next time. Kind of like the vaccine. Kids in their teens and 20s dropping dead. Well, you know, I mean, it's science and, you know, it, it, the greater good it served and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's many of us who did the vaccine. I did Johnson & Johnson who were horrified at the bullying of young and healthy types. Oh, you, you know, it's not the law, but you can't go to your job. You can't admit go to this college. You can't apply for this. Uh, you can't go into this building. You can't go into your gym. You can't go into your church. But no, it, it's not mandatory. Just sick, sick people. Telling people what to put inside their body. And that's we'll talk about the Trump indictments coming up soon. But it, it takes a certain a special type of people to say we're the ones who are going to tell you what you can say what you can read what you can drive how you can heat your home uh, what genders uh, your kids are allowed to be what you can eat but oh by the way we are going to protect you from the fascists we are the ones we are the wall between you and Trump and his army of fascists it takes a certain type of delusion for all of that to work. So, again, San Francisco, many Praghelia, very important lessons to learn. It's easier to say, ah, ha, ha, those crazy liberals and look at them all uh, shooting up with drugs and high taxes and vacant commercial buildings and people can't walk down the street and people at the federal building are being told to stay home, but there's some important lessons baked into the cake there. Make no mistake. Until next time, I am the least woke man in America.